Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 55. Guess what? It's a great big world out there, and you don't have to be scared, because it's all yours for the taking. I know that your dreams are big and bright, and God gave you this life to do crazy things. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, principal from Skytook High School and host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for improving your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about springtime and, and beta testing. If you'd like to check out other free resources from my blog, or podcast, you can do so at my website at williamdparker.com. If you'd like to subscribe to my weekly updates, I'll send you a free ebook called Eight Hats Essential Roles for School Leaders when you subscribe on my website. Or you can check out my book, Principal Matters The Motivation, Action, and Courage Needed for School Leaders, at my website or at amazon.com. You know, when I was a boy, my parents would often stop by a decrepit farmhouse where they had first lived after being married. Uh, This was in West Tennessee where I grew up, and my great-grandfather had built this old house in the early 1900s with a big front porch, two chimneys, and a tin roof. There was a large pear tree that grew in the front yard, and in the spring, yellow jonquils, or as we called them, buttercups, would cover the hillside. The old house, as we dubbed it, Uh, was no longer inhabitable, but it had become a place where our family members stored old furniture and other odds and ends. In fact, I can still remember wandering through the sunlit rooms, scattered with furniture and trunks, and imagining what life was like for my ancestors who once lived there without cars or indoor plumbing. One spring, I can even remember when my dad had butchered a hog. He wrapped up the hams and carried them to the old house, where he stored the meat in large wooden box, in a large wooden box that was filled with salt. And weeks later, I went with him as he retrieved the hams from the salt box, and we had salted pork for weeks to come. You know, those are good memories. Um, and when I see buttercups, I often think about that old house. And it's normally this time of the year when we begin to see blooms emerge. And at the same time, when I'm thinking about the blooms that come with spring, I'm also thinking about what are we working on right now in our schools that may be blooming for us here in the next few months or in the distant months ahead of us? Um, And for instance, what are the steps that we're taking now? Uh, What are the things that we may be planting now in our own school gardens that might be leaving impressions or blooms for this coming school year or even for years to come? So with that in mind, I want to talk a little bit this week about some of the springtime goals that we've set as a school and some of the uh, prototypes and beta testing that we've been doing. I want to give you a, a case study and some things that we've been doing now to plan ahead for what we want to see blooming when we get back next school year, even though we're not even finished with this one. You know, one of the mistakes I think that we often make in school leadership is not planning far enough in advance. In fact, as school leaders, we often come up with some great ideas on school improvement. We often fail to include our team in planning, developing, testing, or implementing these far in advance. And so as a result, I think teachers grow weary of being introduced to a new schedule or target right when they come back to a new school year. 
So here's my question. What would happen if instead we began having those kinds of conversations a semester or even a year before we're implementing something new? You know, this past week, we met with teachers for a professional development day. And as we looked into this um, coming semester, the rest of the spring semester, we ask ourselves the questions, what actions or lessons or relationships or decisions are we taking now that could affect next school year? And so we picked up a conversation just this week that we've been having since last fall on how we can better influence student learning through its essential learning skills. And one area that we know we need to grow in is remediating students in critical skills. So just this past week, we pulled together for a professional development. We, we reflected on some new ideas for remediation schedules that we wanted to pilot or beta test throughout this spring semester looking into next school year. Now, let me explain this case study for beta testing. Last summer, I came across a post by A.J. Giuliani on the Beginner's Guide to Design Thinking in the Classroom, and I'll link to it in the post that accompanies this podcast on my website. And as I looked at the steps that he was describing, when you're trying to create design thinking within a classroom, teaching students how to plan and prototype and test ideas, I began asking the question, how could this apply to school-wide initiatives? In other words, if my role as a school leader is to see my entire school as a macro version of the micro classroom, then how can I use these same design thinking tips to affect our school-wide planning? So last semester, when we realized that our schedule was not structured well for supporting our remediation pullouts, we commissioned a team of teachers and some admin and a counselor to begin brainstorming some ideas and drafting some new trial schedules that we could look at beta testing for this spring and possibly use for next school year. We decided that through this second semester, we would test these, and our teachers in this team came up with what they called our GRIT schedules, and GRIT stands for Growth Requires Intense Teamwork. So let me just walk you kind of through how we have been using beta testing as a way to plan and think and cultivate ideas for next year. Last Friday, for instance, we ran our first trial run with a, with a proposed schedule, and then this Monday, this past um, President's Day, while students were on holiday, we met for professional development, and we talked about what were the pros and the cons of our first beta test. Let me give you some feedback. Uh, in fact, let me just first give you a breakdown of how the steps that we took to get to this point. Number one, our team of teachers uh, that included um, a counselor and admins met weekly to look at models of remediation schedules and drafted possible scenarios for our schools. Number two, the team created mock daily schedules that we shared with faculty members and students. And, and I'll include an example of one on my post that accompanies this podcast. We called it our grit time bell schedule. And this is just one prototype of, of some schedules that we would like to trial. Number three, we shared a menu of sessions or classroom options for faculty and students. And I'm including a sample of that as well. But if you're looking at this as a spreadsheet, you have a list of teachers, uh, classrooms, what sessions are opened and closed, and what happens in each of those sessions, whether it's remediation or study hall or specific enrichment, and how many students approximately could be assigned to each of those sections. Number four, we shared a tracking sheet through an Excel sheet where teachers could actually pull up an entire class by grade and look at the week and assign a student through a pull-down menu to themselves if they needed to see a student in that uh, it, during that remediation time. And again, I'll put 
um, some snapshots of these up on the post that accompanies this podcast. Well, as expected, when we ran this first test last week, um, we had posted it ahead of time. We had shared it with students and teachers. We had made announcements. We had changed our bail schedule just for that day, just to, to trial run this new schedule. Um, and as expected, we saw both positive and negative feedback. In fact, I had the privilege of teaching one of the CFA remediation pullouts for language arts, and it was fantastic and fun to be back in the classroom. Uh, but I wanted to see it from that perspective of how much time would I need in order to introduce remediation on an essential skill or even essential skills because we were trying to cover more than one, while um, others on my admin team uh, and teachers walked the building to check on these other open sessions to see how things went throughout the whole school as we were remediating some kids and allowing other kids study halls and enrichment. So I know that may be difficult to understand unless you are sitting here and looking at the process with me, but I wanted to share that today because when we pulled back together as a team a couple of days later, we sat together as an entire faculty and we said, let's now discuss from this prototype what worked well and what didn't work well. So we reviewed the pros and cons with six questions, and here they are. Number one, for those involved in the closed CFA classrooms, what were your positive outcomes? Number two, for those in the CFA classrooms, what improvements would you make for next time? Number three, for those in open sessions, the ones where students had options, what were the positive outcomes there? Number four, for those open sessions, what improvements could be made for the next time? Number five, what were some unexpected challenges from this grit time? And number six, what are suggestions or ideas for making grit time more meaningful for all students? Now, we pulled this large group in, um, together and then broke into seven small groups where we could each in small groups walk through those six questions. And then we pulled back as one large group and each group shared out their responses to those so that we could, in an orderly and, um, and efficient manner, listen to each other's ideas talk about the pros and cons, and get suggestions for what our next prototype should be. We also uh, developed a survey monkey for students so that they could provide feedback for us as well. And these, these ideas that teachers provided back um, in their reflections became notes that our GRIT planning team were, was taking so that when they meet again, they can begin looking at more prototypes for the test throughout the spring. So, as we were developing these plans and schedules and resources, yes, it required a lot of work. But here's the amazing part. It also encouraged incredible collaboration among our teachers. And the result was that we have um, the possibility of reaching some targeted goals for next school year where our students may have better or more focused or more collaborative supports to improve their learning from our teachers because our teachers are planning right now in the spring for what they want next year to look like. So let me wrap up this conversation by coming back to the beginning of today's podcast and the idea that I was trying to present about springtime. I don't know if you're familiar with what I love to call buttercups. I guess the technical name is jonquils, but they are not native to North America. And these beautiful yellow blooms uh, with their, um, their slender green sprouts underneath them, um, they begin as bulbs that are planted every fall, uh, and they can bloom in the spring. And sometimes if, they're, uh, if they take well to the soil, 
they only have they, they only need to be planted once because they become perennials. They come back every single year. And in fact, um, when I drive by the old house that my mom and dad once lived in, that now is a place of storage, uh, the family no longer keeps anything there because um, it's beginning to crumble and decay. The roof is falling in. And even though it's been years since that house was built and has been in our family and is now deteriorating, when I drive by there in the spring, the buttercups that bloom along that hillside are startling and beautiful. And even though it's been probably 100 years since those were planted, they still come up every spring uh, and show their beauty uh, in the springtime. And here's why I want to touch on that analogy this week. Because I believe that if we can begin planning, designing, beta testing, reflecting long before a school year ends, that collaboration, yes, can be both messy, but it can also be wonderful. Because just like a gardener who digs his fingers or her fingers into the soil to plant seeds or bulbs, we have to be willing to get our hands dirty if we're keeping the long view in mind. And just like I told my team, you know, it would be easy to simply pick a direction or, or mandate a new target for next year or this is what we want this schedule like for next year to look like. But beta testing or creating prototypes and reflecting and collaborating around those decisions always provide better ideas and solutions and outcomes because you're doing it collectively. Now, I, I want to keep you posted throughout the spring on our experiment on prototypes, but let me encourage you today with this thought. As you are progressing into this semester, I want you to ask yourself the question, how are my practices right now preparing me for the blooming that I'm going to see next school year? Because now is the time to be cultivating the soil of ideas, to planning, to be planting seeds for change, to be nurturing an environment of improvement for your school culture even before you step into next year. I know it may seem counterproductive to be talking about in a February podcast getting ready for the next school year. But that's because I believe that as we lead, we need to be the ones looking far ahead so that we are preparing now for the things that we want to be doing next. So now it's your turn. What are ideas or dreams that you have for next school year? And what are actions that your team and you can be taking now to plan and prepare or to beta test or prototype for improving student learning? Mine is just one example and I'm sure that you have actions that, you can, that you're taking now um, that are preparing you for that next year as well. And I'd love to hear your ideas or your reflections on the ways that you're planning for next school year. Feel free to reach out to me on my website or at my um, Twitter handle, which is WilliamDP. Um, or you can make a comment on the post that accompanies this podcast. But, but remember this, the actions that you are taking now may very well be the seeds that bloom for your students in your schools long after your time there is over, not just for this coming school year, but maybe even for years to come. That's it for this week. I hope that um, my thoughts or ideas or our case studies here at my school can be helpful for you in your spring planning. And I'd like to invite you, if you have um, benefited from today's post, to share it out with others. And if you want to see other free resources for school leaders, please check out my website at williamdparker.com. Until next week, I just want to remind you that what you do every day for students matters. I hope you have a great week, and I'll see you soon. You were made for great.